Well, today we jump deeply into the waters of technology with a conversation on blockchain and how it can be used in ranching. The advantage of this technology is it provides an immutable level of proof that can then help the ranchers monetize whatever they're doing that's being tracked on the blockchain. Steve Lupian, director of the Center for Blockchain and Digital Initiatives for the University of Wyoming is my guest today to explain how blockchain technology fits into our beef business, not only now, but in the future, and also how it's tied to another buzzword topic right now, carbon credits, on this episode of the Working Ranch Radio Show. everyone and we welcome you to this edition of the working ranch radio show i'm justin mills glad to have you here with us on our program today this is episode 63 and i always point that out mainly so that if you heard something you want to go back and listen to again how do you do that well it's pretty simple if you go to your web browser internet browser however you want to call it and you just type under Working Ranch Radio Show, you will find us also. We're carried on about every major podcast and even minor podcast providers out there for the most part. So we will show up there and you can find our programs. You can download them, listen to them, share them, whatever you want to do with them. And we appreciate you doing that as well. On our program today, I'll tell you, this is going to be wading very deep into the waters of technology with this conversation on blockchain and how it can be used in ranch and it's not that it's not being used in agriculture because I believe it is being used in agriculture but uh, as far as in being integrated in some of the ranching industry not as much and we're going to be talking with Steve Lupian who's one of the founders of Beef Chain but as I said in the intro he's also the director of the Center for Blockchain and Digital Initiatives at the University of Wyoming and this man knows a lot about how blockchain technology can be utilized in uh, in the ranching industry and so uh, it's going to be a very interesting conversation and I know you've also heard of carbon credits carbon sequestration and, and there's kind of that whole element that's also being talked about here in the ranching industry and and putting a value to what we do here in the ranching industry well it all ties somewhat into this conversation. You're going to hear that today. So I'm looking forward to sharing that conversation with you today. Again, my featured guest is Steve Lupian uh, with the University of Wyoming and also one of the founders of Beef Chain. Also, the Captain Tim O'Byrne, publisher and editor of Working Ranch Magazine, will be in in just a few moments for this week's edition of Tim's Two Cents. And of course, we always wrap up our program at the very end with meteorologist Don Day to give us a look at our long-term weather. And boy, it looks like April as we're approaching that is looking to be a little bit stormy across the country as well right now thank you to our sponsors of the Working Ranch Radio Show the American Simmental Association and we are smack dab in the bull buying season right now and from maternal traits to terminal traits the genetic merit of Simmental Genetics has provided increased profitability to the rancher Sim Genetics profit through science find out more at Simmental.org Bobcat one tough tractor Visit bobcat.com to find out more. The American Hereford Association, come home to Hereford. And the North American Limousine Foundation, limousine cattle deliver to your bottom line. And the American Angus Association, look for the registration number when you're buying bulls this year. Buy the power, buy registered Angus bulls. Looking on my sale calendar.
calendar for the month of April. Looks like we have DLCC Ranch with their 30th annual production sale. That'll be on Saturday, April 16th there at the ranch at Pierre's, Minnesota. Now, they'll be offering over 90 head of South Devon and South Devon-influenced composite bulls. If you'd like to find out more or to get on the list to get a sale catalog, go to their website at DLCCRanch.com. Dot com And all, that'll also be carried on the internet through Superior's Click to Bid. Finally, on the sale calendar, Jorgensen, land and cattle out of Ideal, South Dakota, with their 50th anniversary bull sale. That'll be Monday, April 11th at 1 p.m., selling 175 head of registered Angus bulls. If you'd like to find out more, go to their website at jorgensenfarms.com, and that sale will also be on DV Auction. Well, now it's time to check in with the captain, Tim O'Byrne, for this week's edition of of Tim's Two Cents. Hey, Justin. Hey, everybody out there in Working Ranch Radio Land. All the terrible things going on in the world today and even here at home. Fires, tornadoes, high price of diesel fuel, high price of fertilizer. It just goes on and on. And then this week, a wonderful photo posted by the Texas Cattle Feeders Association must be 40, 50 kids lined up on this set of stairs at a convention center just smiling. And uh, they are there to promote the TCFA's Junior Fed Beef Challenge. These kids came from all over Texas, Oklahoma, and New Mexico. And it's just, it just changed my whole outlook for the week. I reposted it on our Facebook page. Have a look. Our future... Our beef industry is in the most amazing hands. And I'll tell you what, I want to thank especially the program administrators for giving your time and expertise. That is invaluable. God bless you. Have a great week. Keep the faith. Back to you, Justin. Uh, you bet, Captain, and we never want to take light of some of the devastating things that are taking place across our country and across this world, but it is always nice to have a ray of sunshine and a ray of hope coming out through there to take and recognize. So, Captain, thanks for sharing that with us here today. Well, stay with us. Coming up after the break, we'll get into our featured topic for today as we look at blockchain technology and its use and integration in our ranching industry. We're going to get into it when we return on the Working Ranch Radio Show. Starting off in the right direction is essential to gaining an advantage later when you go to market your calves. And I have proof that the right direction is with Sim Angus Sired Calves. A 2020 study by K-State showed that Sim Angus Sired Steer Calves earn more at sale time than all other breed identified sire groups with at least 50 lots represented on Superior Livestock's 2020 summer sales. The proof's right there. For low-risk, high-potential calves with earning potential, be confident that Sim Genetics will give you more per head, period. Stand strong, Simmental. And we welcome you back here to the Working Ranch Radio Show. I'm Justin Mills, and if you're just joining us here on our program, our, our featured topic today is on blockchain technology and ranching. And my guest today uh, that I introduced earlier in the previous segment is Steve Lupian, who's the Director of Center for the Blockchain and Digital Initiatives for the University of Wyoming. He's also a Professor of Accounting and Finance there in the College of Business, but also one of the founders of Beef Chain. And Steve, uh, a while ago when we were talking off 
air, I had mentioned that I had heard your presentation back in, in Rapid City last fall at the Range Beef Cow Symposium, and I thought you did a great job of, first of all, explaining blockchain technology and then migrating that into how that's going to fit into ranching. So let's start from there and, and basically let's give us kind of the, the basics on blockchain technology. Sure. Um, you know, um, blockchain technology is actually relatively simple technology. It really is nothing more than a new type of database. And but it's a new type of database that has some very unique features. And so a lot of people get, you know, they conflate blockchain with, you know, cryptocurrency and, and Bitcoin and, you know, and they're now hearing about NFTs and things like that, that we're going to talk about in a little bit. But the, the essential truth of it is the underlying technology that makes all of that possible is called blockchain. And blockchain, what makes it unique is, again, it's, it's just a database, but the database structure is unique. It uses something called distributed architecture, which means all of the computers that are operating in the, in the blockchain um, are all participating in the blockchain and it is providing the truth that's necessary um, to make blockchain systems uh, systems work. So really, I, I don't, I, you know, it's the, the tricky part about blockchain, Justin, is not the technology. The tricky part of blockchain is what do you do with it? And that's the kind of stuff we can, mm-hmm. we can talk about today mm-hmm. because that's what makes it really cool is this new type of database, this new technology, it, you know, it creates the ability to do some really unique and different stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spend any more time than I have to, to, to kind of get mm-hmm. more explanation on that. But I, unfortunately with us being a radio show, this, we don't have the, the ability <laughs> to have some visuals because I think yeah. just if you could explain visually kind of what that looks like from a redundancy standpoint on that data how would you do that well actually from a from a a data security standpoint um there is nothing more secure than um than blockchain Um, because as i mentioned you know we're talking about distributed technology which means every single computer that's participating in the blockchain network um will have all of the information that's necessary to run that blockchain on it. So, you know, the, 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 let's use an example, the Bitcoin um, blockchain network has, you know, somewhere between 20 and 30,000 nodes operating on it. And the way the software and the way the database operates is all 20 to 30,000 nodes um, have the same information. And that's truly what makes it unique. It's why when a blockchain is operating, you know, multiple people can see all the information on the blockchain network at the same time and have a high degree of trust that the information on that network is valid. That's what makes blockchain special Mm -hmm. is that distributed nature and the larger a blockchain network gets, 
the safer it Mm -hmm. gets. And that network effect is so important in providing the safety and soundness of the network. Okay. Okay. I think that that's kind of what I was thinking of in my mind that you had explained before. Mm -hmm. So now let's, let's take that technology now and let's Mm -hmm. move it into the beef industry and how, and, and of course you're with, you know, you were the founder of beef chain. And so one of of the founders of of beef chain. So now let's move that into the beef industry and our and how that correlates with us here in ranching. Sure. Let me, uh, if you can uh, allow me a minute, let me, let me expand on kind of how the use cases work okay. and where ranching kind of comes into play. So when I talk about the use cases around blockchain, um, typically when I teach, what I teach in my, in my classes at the University of Wyoming is, you know, the blockchain technology kind of has four, uh, four legs to its stool. Okay. The first leg of the stool is the store of value and the the cryptocurrency like Bitcoin aspect to it. And, you know, that you you can't have Bitcoin without blockchain. So we're not going to talk about that in any real detail today, because but that's one of the four mm-hmm. legs of the stool. Okay. okay. The second leg of the stool is payment systems. And we're going to see as as individuals, we're going to start seeing blockchain systems dominate payment systems because how quickly you can move value on blockchains. Any of anybody who's used remittance services or wire transfers or move money around the world know that it sometimes takes days to have that transaction finalized. Uh, well, with blockchain technology, you can literally move money around at the speed of electrons. And so think of the efficiency, think of the, the, you know, the, the, the reduction in working capital you'll need, and think of the, the, the elimination of counterparty risk that happens when I can send money anywhere in the world and have that money you know, literally cleared in, in, in milliseconds. Mm-hmm. So that's the second leg of the stool. Third leg of the stool is going to come into play with the ranching community, as we talk a little bit later, Justin, which is NFTs. NFTs are the ability to tokenize and monetize a physical asset. And that's going to become um, important as we discuss a little later, Justin, because NFTs, I believe, allow ranchers to develop additional sources of revenue beyond their typical ranching operations. And in this day and age where costs are going up, yet what you're selling at the at the sale barn isn't going up at the same rate your costs are, you know, you need to, you know, you need to be creative as ranchers to to de- determine alternative sources of revenue. So we'll get back to that, mm-hmm. yep. that NFT one. But then the fourth one, fourth leg of the stool is business applications. Blockchain does an exceptional job of tracking immutably information. And so if they're in not only tracking information immutably, but also proving that that information is accurate. So think about as a rancher, how you're um, recording information about your livestock Mm -hmm. and how the information that you're recording um, can bring you value um, later on. Um, Are you recording vaccination statuses? Are you recording inoculations? Are you recording hormone usage? Um, You know, are you 
Um, do you comply with some of the um, USDA, you know, PVP programs? And, you know, if you do participate in those programs, then one of the most important things a rancher can do to guarantee that they get value out of that is to be able to immutably prove that their livestock complies. And blockchain is perfect for that. Even think about those ranchers who are exporting and need to have, you know, mm -hmm. agent source information. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, if you can immutably prove that agent source information, buyers will pay more. And that's the advantage of this this technology. The advantage of this technology is it provides an immutable level of proof that can then help the ranchers monetize whatever they're doing that's being tracked on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. And um, so um, I think that's that's an important part of it. I mean, look, most leafy greens in the United States right now are tracked on blockchains. And, you know, there's there's just there's so much utility in being able to to immutably prove, you know, uh, along the entire supply chain um, exactly what customers are buying, where they're buying it from, how that product has been treated throughout its life, um, its uh, its lifespan. Um, that that's that's where blockchain in that fourth leg of the stool and where beef chain really lives. Mm -hmm is uh, is in that business application leg. Sure. Uh, we are the first company to meet USDA PVP qualifications. And they don't certify. That's not kind of the way. So, I mean, you could use that word, but the USDA doesn't use the term certify. So I don't want to, uh, I don't mm -hmm. want to mislead. Um, but, um, um, but we operate under the USDA PVP program and we are the first blockchain based company to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the real benefit that um, I think Beef Chain has for ranchers. Well, let's take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to continue. My guest today is Steve Lupian, who is one of the founders of Beef Chain, also a professor in the College of Business for the University of Wyoming and an expert in blockchain technology and understanding that we've kind of got a basis uh, here if, uh, in the first this first segment with him. When we come back, we're going to talk about how Beef Chain equates to some of the third party program verification programs that are out there. Plus, we have a lot more to talk about in regards to blockchain technology integrating with ranching and how more revenue can maybe be generated back to a rancher such as things like carbon credits yeah that's all tied to all of this we'll be back with more on the working ranch radio show living in the country means working in the country and that calls for a tough tractor well, Bobcat has 15 models in its compact tractor lineup from 21 to 58 horsepower. With the help of your local Bobcat dealer, you'll find a perfect match for your property and to-do list. Get a look at all the different models at Bobcat.com, and while you're there, use the Build and Quote tool to design your ideal machine. Get yourself one tough tractor from one tough animal. Bobcat. Visit Bobcat.com. Whoa, Herefords are the efficiency experts for a reason. In crossbreeding systems, Herefords boost pregnancy rates by 7% and add $30 per head in feed yard profitability. And Hereford genetics bring unrivaled hybrid vigor, longevity, and disposition. Now that'll stop you in your tracks. Come home to Hereford for more pounds, more calves, and more profit. Visit Hereford.org for a sale near you. 
And we welcome you back to the Working Ranch Radio Show. I'm Justin Mills. Our featured topic that we are exploring on this program today is the integration of blockchain technology in ranching. And uh, my guest is Steve Lupian. Now, he's the director for Center for, for the Center for Blockchain and Digital Initiatives down at the University of Wyoming in Laramie, Wyoming, and also a professor in the College of Business. But he's also a founder, he and several ranchers, founders of the Beef Chain. And uh, Steve, let's talk about that just a little bit because I know there's a lot of ranchers here in our industry that participate in third-party verification programs and kind of get these cattle locked in a, in a program and it requires that third-party audit to do that and so beef chain is kind of that operation of, of, a, of an auditing type system but it's a little bit different is that right? Well, blockchain provides third-party verification on steroids. I mean, when you think about how most third-party programs are are administered and audited, it's all done on paper. And, you know, how do you really know that the information that's being presented is, in fact, accurate? Mm -hmm. Auditors do the best job they possibly can, but, you know, you still have that possibility that, um, that the information is not accurate. Well, blockchain eliminates that. Because of the way this technology works, information can be written to the blockchain and it can be amended, but it can never be deleted. So you get, a, you get you know, essentially um, the unaltered truth of information on blockchain. So when somebody is, is, is comparing two uh, ranchers, for example, that are um, are participating in the same program, for example, a buyer will give more truth to a blockchain-based um, system than they will a paper-based system. And how does that, you know, how does that confidence play out in a better price? And that's essentially what the goal is. Mm-hmm is how do we get a better price for ranchers? Essentially going back to that fourth leg on that stool you were talking about, right? The business. Okay. Okay. So let's walk through this process. I want to get into some other stuff. We talked about NFTs a bit ago. I want to get back into that in just a little bit, but first let's just start from then let's start from the rancher side of things and where this starts on the ranch and then where we end up with it. Sure. Quite honestly, it starts right when you're, you're tagging your calves and um, you know, you can, you know, there's a couple of ways that you can um, record information uh, onto the blockchain, depending on what type of investment you want to make as a rancher. Um, you know, we can provide an interface where, you know, right on a, on a, on a tablet or on, a, on your phone, you can record the tag information right when you're tagging your calves. And that's when you begin the record. Um, but quite frankly, with the way technology is going today, a number of our ranchers are going to RFID technology mm-hmm. where you simply just wave your phone, you know, over the, you know, because you've got a near field communication system built into your phone, or quite frankly, you can buy wands and you can put, you know, panels at gates. There's any number of ways that you can record that information, but you can now essentially record that information without even having to write it down. Just use an RFID tag and we, we port that information right onto the blockchain and then we hash up, which is what writing to a blockchain is called. We'll hash that information right onto the blockchain on each of your calves right when you're right when you're you're tagging them mm-hmm. and now everything you do with that cab throughout its life um, 
you're going to be able to just scan, you know, that that information off the ear tag again, bring up a menu, select exactly what um, what you've done. And now you're maintaining that that Im- Im- immutable, you know, record um, of exactly the how that livestock has been has been cared for. Mm-hmm. And it's done in, you know, depending on how you set this up as a rancher, it could be done as seamlessly as just waving a wand or your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it becomes part of just, it really becomes part of a ranch management system mm-hmm. is e- essentially what we're looking at. And our information, you know, although we primarily focus on providing immutable truth to the USDA PVP program, you know, we can interface with a lot of ranch management software as well too. And now, you know, you can essentially, you know, manage your ranching operation from, um, from your cell phone. Mm-hmm. One of the things as you and I were talking a little bit is, I, I mean, I know you were one of the founders of beef chain, but you, you really, your background is, is very business oriented. I want to just be yeah. very upfront with folks listening and you are not, and you are not embarrassed to say this at all. You nope. are not a rancher. You, I'm not. I mean, your no, strength and, is in business and <laughs> and this stuff. This is your strength. Uh, look, I absolutely agreed. Yeah, I am. I am not a rancher. I I cannot tell you how um, respectful I am of that community, especially you know in the time that I've been um, involved in in beef chain. But one of the great things about beef chain is the the other founders of beef chain are ranchers and i don't believe you can run a successful business um like beef chain without having the unbelievable knowledge that ranchers bring to the process um because you know you know justin you're a rancher Mm -hmm. you know exactly what the tricks are and you know and and you know and and being able to incorporate that that subject matter expertise into a product um, makes that product better for ranchers, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, I am, I am, you know, my background um, is corporate America, in particular, new product development. And so, um, I bring a skill set to the ranchers in the ability to, you know, take their subject matter expertise and turn it into a product. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that marriage between business and the ranching community that makes beef chain successful. Well, and and on the same side as I said you're not embarrassed about to say that you're not a rancher i'm not embarrassed to say is in the ranching community we need to partner with those that have Mm. expertise in what in what you have uh to to be able to move forward and that is you know so it kind of takes me back to the point here of okay so we've got this technology out there now the next step is and one of the things that you feel is important for us as ranchers is how can we find other ways through the use of technology to create more income opportunities to us as ranchers Right. You know, look, I think there's, you know, ranchers today, um, especially immediately today with with what we're seeing in in fuel costs going up dramatically and feed costs going up dramatically. And, you know, and we're not seeing that that those same increases happening at the sale barn and it's squeezing um, um, ranchers. And that's, that is something that I am passionate about. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know, some of the ranchers that we work with uh, and one of the founders of beef chain is Ogden Driscoll of Camp Stool Ranch. You know, he's on his eighth generation 
right now um, on that property of ranching. We can't lose that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we've got to, we've, there, there's got to be a ninth generation and a 10th generation. And, and we want to, you know, one of the, one of the things beef chain uh, is passionate about is how do we give power back to the ranchers. And in this particular case, what we're talking about with power is information. Mm-hmm. And the more information ranchers have to be able to make decisions about their ranching operations um, is is incredibly important. So the first thing we look at at Beef Chain is how do we maximize the profit potential that um, ranchers earn on each head. Mm-hmm. And so that's beef chain. But let me pivot a little bit to University of Wyoming. And I've now been at the University of Wyoming for three years. Uh, the University of Wyoming probably has the most robust uh, blockchain program of any uh, Division I universe, uh, university in the country. Um, we are the first uh, Division I university to offer a degree program in blockchain. And we structured that degree program as a minor. And we did that on purpose because the important thing about blockchain is not learning the technology. We all get that. Mm-hmm. Yes, we need to understand how the technology works. But the more important thing is what do you do with this technology? Yeah. What are the use cases? How do you apply this technology to improving whatever problems you're trying to solve? I equate it a lot to understanding how the internet works. Look at how the internet has changed our lives in the last 20 years. And think about the things we do today because of the internet that we don't even think about. I mean, Justin, you are north of me. Uh, I live in Cheyenne mm-hmm. and I work in, in, in Laramie. And yet here we are doing an interview that, you know, 10 years ago, we would have had to have gotten in the same room together <laughs> yeah. to be able to yeah. accomplish. Yep. Okay. So, and you and I did not, you know, at the beginning of this call, marvel at, oh my gosh, we're on a, we're on a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't technology wonderful? <laughs> no. You know, we've, we've so ingrained this technology in the way that we operate today that we don't think about it. Well, that's exactly what blockchain is going to be all about. <laughs> blockchain is, is nothing more than the next evolution of the internet. When you look at the internet, it's often, you know, when we describe the, the, um, the way um, online commerce works today, we, um, we typically say today we're in web 2.0 and we're moving towards web 3.0. And let me just take a second, Justin, mm-hmm. um, to kind of describe this because I think it's important for your listeners. What was Web 1.0? Web 1.0 was information. Okay, we could go onto a a you know feedlot website and learn about that feedlot, or we could look up you know what features are available on a Ford F one fifty today. You would go onto the internet and you'd say, oh, let me take a look at that. Mm-hmm. So Web 1.0 was about information. Okay. Web 2.0 added something really interesting, which we're in today, which is it added an element of transactions. What do I mean by transactions? You know, we all buy things on Amazon. Everyone is doing online shopping today. And that's transactional. Yep. Okay. Because think about it. You know, the way that transaction happens is you need an intermediary. Who is that intermediary? Your bank your credit card company, somebody that moves the value. Well, what Web 3.0 is gonna do and what blockchain allows to happen is it allows the internet to actually move value 
without an intermediary. Justin, I can, if you gave me your wallet address, okay, mm-hmm. I could move from my digital wallet to your digital wallet value directly without an intermediary and have it happen instantly and have it happen with settlement trust. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, think about how credit cards work, okay? Up to 90 days after a credit card transaction, you can call up and you yep. can refute that charge. Yep. Yep. Okay. And all of us in the business world have had that happen where somebody has refuted a charge. And what does the credit card company do? Immediately they take it away from the merchant and they say, We got to figure this out. And once we figure this all out, either you'll get your money back or you won't. Okay. To the merchant. Okay. So that counterparty risk, that lack of settlement finality hits the merchant. Okay. Well, with blockchain technology, that's eliminated. It's the electronic version of me handing you a hundred dollar bill, Justin, you know, unless Mm -hmm. I beat you over the head and take it back. Okay. (laughs) You've got that hundred dollar bill. There's nobody in the middle. That's, that's going to be able to interfere with that hundred dollar bill or come back to you 90 days later and, and forcibly take that from you. So web 3.0 is going to take transactions and add value to it. And the other interesting thing is how it happens simultaneously instead of sequentially. So let me take a second okay. and explain right. this yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. How does, you know, when when you do a typical purchase, you know, using credit card or debit card or something like that, okay, there's time delay. Okay. You know, you don't if, if you take a credit card for a transaction as a merchant, you don't have your money right away. Okay, it takes a couple of days for that to post up through the charge company and for you to get that credited your account. Okay, and that time that is is taking for that to process, you know, offers two problems. One is you don't have your money, mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you don't have your product anymore either. Okay, you yeah. are now in yeah. the worst situation, <laughs> yeah. which is you have settlement finality problems. You've given up the product, yet you don't have the final payment yet. What you've got from the credit card company is an IOU, Mm -hmm. probably in the form of an authorization code saying, yes, we promise at some time in the future that we're going to pay you that that value, but you're out for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, blockchain and, and, and the ability to move that value instantly eliminates that problem. It's kind of funny. I'm, you know, I'm an older guy. Uh, I'm just about to turn 60. And I remember in my day, trading baseball cards. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, the, our world as kids was trading baseball cards. Baseball cards were our currency. Well, interestingly, when I think back, how did we trade baseball cards back in the day? Well, I held out the baseball card I wanted to trade. You know, my buddy held out his baseball card. <laughs> at the same time, we both grabbed the baseball cards and we let go at the exact same time. Okay. And we had settlement finality instantly. Well, believe it or not, blockchain is nothing but that electronic version of what we did as kids, you know, 40 years ago, you know, it's, I'm not going to say, Oh, I'll give you my baseball card now. And tomorrow you bring me the other half of that trade. 
Would you have done that as a kid? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that's what this technology allows to happen, Justin, mm-hmm. is it gives us settlement finality and instant transactions mm-hmm. and completely eliminates that counterparty risk. And that's powerful. Yep. Well, let's take another break here. My guest today is Steve Lupian, who is a, an expert in blockchain technology. We're talking about how that integrates in to our ranching industry we have another segment to go with steve as we talk more about that and nfts that was something that he talked about as one of the third legs in the stool we're going to talk about that because really some of that comes back to how do we get more revenue back to us as ranchers through nfts we're going to talk about it when we return on the working ranch radio show If you could do something today that would bring you a profit tomorrow, would you do it? In the cattle business, it's about efficiency. And with Limousine Genetics in your herd, your profit is just one calf crop away. With Limousine or Limflex cattle, it's more pounds, naturally, to sell at weaning. It's growth and feed efficiency with the added benefit of carcass merit. The other side of the profit coin with Limousine Genetics is the maternal efficiency, docility, and longevity of your cows and bulls. It's as simple as Limousine Today profit tomorrow. Sales season's here again, and there are a lot of black-hided Angus bulls on the market, but not all of them are registered. Why take the risk? Don't gamble on unproven genetics. Invest wisely with registered, powered by Angus bulls. Backed by the power of the American Angus Association and 80 million data points, registered Angus bulls give you the confidence in your buying decisions. Don't buy an imposter. Look for the registration number. Buy the power. Buy registered Angus bulls. Welcome back to the Working Ranch Radio Show. Justin Mills here, and I'm glad to have you listening here on our program. If you're listening through the radio or you've downloaded the program, you're probably realizing that this is probably one of these shows that you want to go back and listen to again. And like I said at the very top of the program, if you just search in your internet browser, any podcast provider or anything out there, Working Ranch Radio Show, you will find us. And this episode is episode 63. Let's continue. My guest today is Steve Lupian. We are talking on blockchain technology and its integration here in the ranching industry. He's an expert in the field of blockchain and how that integrates in into business and also one of the founders of Beef Chain. And Steve, when you were exploring kind of the four different legs of blockchain technology, the third leg was NFTs and how that's used to tokenize and monetize some physical assets. But what does that mean to ranching? And and maybe let's back up just a little bit. And what are NFTs? An NFT is another type of token, which is built on a blockchain, but it represents a asset of value okay and the neat thing is it could be anything okay justin you know you're 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 wearing a nice little rancher hat right now (laughs) i can create an nft you know around your hat and i can if somebody out there wants to buy that nft of your hat you know it has value and so nfts are nothing more than a digital representation of an asset now when we look at 
how most ranch operations are today. And again, I'm not a rancher. So if I say this wrong, guys, please <laughs> send your letter to Justin, not yeah. the University of Wyoming, um, is, you know, most ranchers I know are land rich and cash poor. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's the nature of ranching. You are sitting on some of the most spectacular land. Okay. And yes, you're putting that land to work for your ranching operations, but can you do more with that? And we're moving into an era like it or not, where environmental and social governance is going to become more and more important. And, you know, what is environmental and social governance? Okay, it is in the simplest way, when you hear a company like, you know, Coca-Cola announce that they're going to be carbon neutral by Mm -hmm. 2030. Okay, well, how are they doing that? Okay, they make stuff. And when you make stuff, you often give off emissions that aren't favorable. So how do you become carbon neutral? Well, you clean up your operation as much as you possibly can, which is the smart, responsible thing to do. But then what do you do is you go out and you purchase offsets. Mm -hmm. What are offsets? Offsets are, if I'm going to do something that is not necessarily environmentally friendly, then I am going to do, you know, engage in something that is environmentally friendly, that balances out what I'm doing that's not environmentally friendly. So what does that mean to ranchers? Well, you are sitting on a very, very important ESG asset. You're sitting on land and you are sitting on potentially sources of clean water. If you've got a lot of prairie land or trees or whatever on your land, those things are capturing carbon. Okay. And now, now if only there was a way that you as a rancher could monetize you know, that land that's, that's, you're using that land, but is there a way that you can monetize that, that would create value for other people? Well, that's what NFTs are all about. And there's a number of companies and quite frankly, the University of Wyoming uh, through our, our um, school of ag and natural resources um, are working on environmental tokens that are Um, designed specifically for ranchers. Let me give you an example. Uh, 11 Western states have a program around sage grouse uh, habitat preservation. Right now, that program um, manifests itself as a tax credit to the rancher, okay? Which is, I think that's important. Okay, that's great. But it's not bringing in revenue, it's bringing in a tax credit. Well, what if we could monetize that program where you still get your tax credit, but as a rancher, you can go out and sell an NFT that represents an acre of sage grouse habitat protection. And there are companies out there that will pay money for that because they need the offsets. Now, why do they need the offsets? Two reasons. Some companies that are engaged in um, operations that actually impact the land, I'm talking about mining and, and things like that, often they have to prove that they are setting aside more land than they're disrupting as part of their operations. So they will buy ESG um, um, offset tokens and retire them as part of their permitting process. They're not going to get their permit unless they engage in this. Mm -hmm. Well, that's pretty important. But also there's going to be, I think, in the next couple of years to come, an, an unbelievable need for uh, corporate America, quite frankly, corporate world, um, to um, to identify offsets 
that um, that work well with their operations and allow them to be able to continue to provide the products they provide, but be able to say to their stakeholders, hey, we are environmentally friendly uh, company. Look at what we're doing. Yes, we have a plant that's doing this here, but we've set aside or we participate in a program that has set aside X number of thousands of acres in Wyoming for sage grouse habitat. So as a rancher, think about this. You can create additional sources of revenue for the very land that you have today. And and I think that's going to be an important part of ranching in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve, I feel like this warrants about another show just to talk about <laughs> NFTs, really, because I think, I think it does. You and know, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, anytime, Justin. because I really think there's some things in there that 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 really perked up some 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 folks' interest a little bit because I think there's already been some of that rumored around with carbon credits and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and I think that's kind yep. of what we're talking about here. But before exactly. we go here, we just got a short time here. Before we go, just some final comments from you. No, listen, we are going to be seeing a lot of technological change uh, in the coming years. And so, you know, as individuals and business people, we're going to have to adapt our Um, our operations to these new technologies. We want to adapt our business operations to these new technologies. And at the University of Wyoming, that's our goal. You know, um, we want to be um, that resource um, around how do we navigate this new technology. Once you understand this technology and embrace this technology, Justin, this is going to fundamentally change the way businesses operate. And make no mistake, ranching is business. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Well, that's a good way to end there. And uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to do this. And like I said, I, oh I think gosh, I think pleasure. we need to get back and do this again on some other stuff. Uh, you're a great resource to this. And uh, I know you already got guys that are thinking about, you got, we probably have, I can just see everything. I've got guys that are thinking and they're like just backing up thinking, oh my word, this scares me to death to so maybe some of the younger generation saying, okay, mm-hmm. I can kind of see this. And mm-hmm. then some of us middle-agers thinking, okay, I can see it. Oh boy, I don't know about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, but thanks again for joining us here on the Working Ranch Radio Show. My pleasure, Justin. Thank you so much. And again, my guest today has been Steve Lupian, as we have been talking about the integration of blockchain technology in our ranching industry. A lot to unpack there to talk about and more that uh, I hope to have him back to talk a little bit more about NFTs. I think that's a whole nother element to our industry that uh, I know folks are already kind of knocking on the door a little bit. And there's already some of that going on out there. More to find out, more to know about that. And uh, so I would like to have Steve back to talk about that. Just a couple websites to throw out to you. We did talk quite a bit today about Beef Chain. If you want to go to their website, it is beefchain.com. That's pretty simple to find. Now, if you want to find out more about the Center for Blockchain and Digital Initiatives at the University of Wyoming, if you just search in your web browser those words, uh, it'll direct you to a website where you can find out more. Definitely a topic here today that uh, for some folks probably maybe not as intriguing and maybe a little spooky, but nevertheless, some probably need to be aware of. Stay with us when we come back. Meteorologist Don Day joins us with a look at that long-term weather forecast. 
profit-minded rancher is all about a balanced operation. And when it comes to buying bulls, you look for balanced genetics that utilize the advantages of heterosis. For decades, DLCC Ranch has focused on utilizing the strengths of one of the most feed-efficient breeds in the world, South Devon. This British breed simply provides a proven outcross for a commercial or purebred herd that exploits the benefits of heterosis in both terminal and maternal traits like growth, carcass, and stability. This year, DLCC will be offering over 90 head of South Devon and South Devon Influence Composite Bulls at their sale on Saturday, April 16th. All bulls will be genomically tested and they come with a three-year guarantee. They will also be offering over 50 head of females ranging from elite heifers to replacement heifers and fall pairs. For more information or to request a catalog, go to dlccranch.com. It's the DLCC 30th Annual Production Sale Saturday, April 16th at the ranch near Pierre's, Minnesota, or on Superior's Click to Bid. DLCC, committed to providing South Devon crossbreeding solutions and outcross genetics to commercial cattlemen. At the American Akaushi Association, we're more than prime. The American Akaushi Association was created to help ranchers be more profitable and find opportunities when using Akaushi genetics in their herd. We focus on market opportunities for our members and offer support from conception to consumer. When you choose Akaushi, you have a network right there with you. Experience the difference at Akaushi.com. That's A-K-A-U-S-H-I.com. And welcome back to the Working Ranch Radio Show as we take a look now at our long-term weather. And joining us is meteorologist Don Day. And uh, Don, we've really had a lot of different varieties of weather all across the country. Of course, it is springtime of the year and we're seeing everything from snow in the north to thunder thunder showers and tornadoes down in the southern part of the country. But we're going to continue to see pretty unsettled weather across the country as we look into the latter part of March and first of, of April. Is that correct? Yeah, it does look like that. And you, yeah, you nail you put the nail on the head there because it's that time of year. This is the time of year you expect a lot of contrasts in the weather in terms of there's still a lot of cold this time of year that's still up in the higher latitudes. But at the same time, now that we've officially started spring and we're getting a lot of sun shining for a long time near the equator, you're, you're warming up the, those lower latitudes, but those higher latitudes are still cold. And so you have these big collisions and you get tornadoes. You tend to get these intense spring storms that start to form, just like a lot of the, the central and southern areas of the United States experienced here over the past week. Now, there's going to be a little pause in the action briefly. But once we get into the last couple of days of March and as we get into the first two weeks of April, uh, there's going to be several systems coming out of the North Pacific, the Gulf of Alaska in particular, and they're going to come and move across the country. Basically, they're going to go coast to coast. And as they do that, they're going to produce a lot of like what we've seen. In the south, there's going to be thunderstorms and occasionally severe weather, but still cold enough that the northern areas and the higher elevations could still see some some uh, early spring snow coming across. So it's going to be a busy pattern. Mm-hmm. So I guess t- kind of to summarize, though, but you are seeing April as being, and it typically is, I realize April typically is, but but by and large across the northern part of the country, southern part of the country, really having quite a bit more activity uh, here in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I, I am encouraged that there is going to be more precipitation in those hard red winter wheat areas 
Uh, this would be Eastern Colorado, parts of Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, parts of Texas again. There's going to be too much rain, I think, in parts of the eastern and southern Corn Belt in the southeastern United States. The area that I'm, I'm getting a little concerned about uh, is the, the northern plains. Uh, this would be North Dakota, South Dakota, maybe um, northeastern areas of Montana. Uh, the, the track of systems that are coming are going to be maybe – kind of bypassing those areas to the south and east, at least in early April. We're hoping that later in the month, those areas will get a little bit going. But never never once, Justin, have I said that everybody everywhere is going to get exactly what they need with precipitation. There's always winners and losers. Mm -hmm. I think the areas that are going to benefit the most will be the areas that just got those rains Mm -hmm. in some of those southern plains, central plains areas. I think those are the areas, as well as the Pacific Northwest, in parts of the central and southern Rockies. They're going to want the rain to stop in parts of the south central and southeast. All right. Well, thanks for joining us again here on the Working Ranch Radio Show for a look at our long-term weather. Thanks for having me. And again, that was meteorologist Don Day with a look at our long-term weather. His website can be found at dayweather.com. And uh, when you get there, you can not only find a link to his daily video podcast, but also maybe you're looking at some weather equipment that you might need for outside. Well, there's a good source to check it out. See what he recommends by going to his website. Stay with us. We'll come back and close up our program when we return on the Working Ranch Radio Show. Do you have a young child, grandchild, niece, or nephew that loves the weather and wants to learn more? Day Weather has produced a children's weather journal full of weather facts, fun weather experiments, coloring pages, and pages to record weather observations for every season of the year. The weather journal is for ages 3 to 7 and designed to be fun and educational. The interactive weather projects are fun for the whole family to take part in. For only $10, the Day Weather Weather Journal is a great gift idea for any occasion. Click on our Amazon link to order at dayweather.com. Your answer to a hassle-free breeding season is as easy as one call to Jorgensen Land and Cattle of Ideal South Dakota. This year, Jorgensen celebrates their 50th anniversary bull sale on Monday, April 11th at the ranch. They'll be selling 175 head of registered Angus bulls out of the great sires like El Dorado, Rito, Traveler, Emulations, and the largest offering of emulous line bulls. Don't forget, Jorgensen's also offer a hassle-free bull leasing program that features excellent genetics while minimizing your risk. It's the 50th anniversary bull sale for Jorgensen Land and Cattle, Monday, April 11th at 1 p.m. at the ranch in ID. South Dakota. For information or sale catalog, go to jorgensenfarms.com. The sale will also be available on DV Auction. Jorgensen Land and Cattle, helping cattlemen build better cow herds for over 60 years. And that's going to bring things to a close for this program of the Working Ranch Radio Show. Appreciate you joining us on our program. By the way, this is a production of Working Ranch Magazine, branded number one by America's ranchers. And if you don't have a subscription to the Working Ranch Magazine, I'd invite you to give it a try. Go to the website at workingranchmag.com and you can start your subscription today. Well, if you'd like to reach out to me about something you heard on the show, some questions you might have, or you'd like us to cover a topic, please feel free to give me an email at justin.workingranch at gmail.com. Well, again, we thank you for joining us right here. We will be here at the same time, same place, or downloaded on your favorite podcast provider. Thanks for joining us here on the Working Ranch Radio Show. I'm your host, Justin Mills, and until next time, keep your chin down and your mind in the middle. So long. So long.